The following is an archive podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Men of the Moon, a Samhain Special. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Uh, welcome to Men of the Moon, a Sam Haynes Special. We are a brotherhood of spiritualists and Wiccans that are hoping to provide a masculine lean on a realm that is traditionally female-dominated. Spells, magic, prayer, gods and goddesses, all of these combine to form the material plane that we inhabit, and we are here as mentors, as gods, and maybe as students ourselves. Now join us on this journey of understanding and our celebration of the same Hain. My name is Staff Sergeant Anubius Pan Latflair, joined by my two friends, Kai the Lunar Slug, and Zephyr McDouble. I'll start with you, Kai. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you, uh, Anubius. Uh, I just want to clarify. You you said Samhain is pronounced Salwin, actually. Uh, it's a I'm reading here. You know, I don't have a lot of friends to talk to about uh, you know, Wiccan stuff, but I'm reading it. It says Samhain. Right. Well, right. It looks like it's pronounced that way, but it's actually not. So it's just a well. That's a common misconception. It's, it's okay. pronounced it's okay. sub subway. Sub somehow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter. All right. I'll get um, it. So my name is Kai the Lunar Slug. I'm a moon priestess from Warren, Michigan. Um, you know, I'm practicing pagan say, just like both of you. I think you said you meant to say priest. You're a moon priest. A moon priestess. You can be a priestess. Um, I used to be a supervisor at Best Buy, and I got fired. Um, fortunately, a 19-year-old, she had a boyfriend and said I I texted her pictures of my feet while I was drunk and absent. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's true, but to make a long story short, I left that company, and I now work at Costco. Pretty good. Um, you know, I set up the tents and play places for display and whatnot. And sometimes me and my pagan freak friends will have rituals there. And, you know, every now and then a, an orgy or two. And I mean, you guys are welcome to come. It's very fun. It's, they smell really good. Um, most days I have a lot of my meals, you know, just from the free samples. So it's a great place to work. And I'm, uh, I'm uh, also in my free time, my real life, I like to say. In my spiritual life, I am a priestess for the clan of Overwatch. Uh, I can legally wed people. I'm also married to numerous women who are several mods and various subreddits I admin. Um, oh, congratulations. I haven't met any of them in real life, but I'd like to. Um, you know, goddess willing. And I am also a certified inst- certified instructor for snake yoga. Oh, that's enough wow. about me, so tell me about yourselves, please. Uh, Zephyr, why don't you please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, hello, brothers of Gaia. I'm Zephyr McDouble. I'm Gaia's apprentice of everlasting anxiety. I'm an herbalist and bioregional <laughs> druid. I'm an atheist ex-Muslim, and prior to converting to Islam, I was also an atheist. But I converted after contracting the norovirus from a Chipotle carnitas burrito. Um, I perceive myself, I'm, I'm very in tune with nature. Um, I, I have heightened senses often from being so in touch with Mother Gaia. I perceive myself sort of like Geralt of Rivia if he was a draft dodger. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a senior member of one of the most popular pagan food forums on the internet, uh, the Kitchen Witches. 
Uh, however, Ooh, I'm taking site. a great site. It's, great it's a great. It, it was wonderful it, website. It was a, a lot great of good site. brains on there. It was a great site. It was a great site, brothers. But uh, I'm taking a break from the site due to the toxic uh, Wiccans and left-handed Pathers there who uh, won't help me figure out what I'm doing wrong when I try to make popcorn on my stovetop. Um, <laughs> I'm also a powerful RuneScape player, um, one of my main hobbies. Uh, though I don't, I don't play it anymore. Um, Had it, several girlfriends in there myself. Oh, it's a great place. It's a great place to meet Sisters of Gaia. It's absolutely wonderful. And, uh, you know, I, I used to be a very prominent member of that of that community. However, I'm no longer a part of it as uh, the new patch incorporated too many inaccurate Neo-Wiccan spells as well as um, my... Oh, yeah. My unintentional creation of the anti-Asian movement that's currently sweeping the community of RuneScape. So I'm taking a bit of a step back right now. Um, I'm currently unemployed um, due, for, due to legal reasons um, that I have to sort out when I get back to Humboldt, California, which is where I am from. Um, but I, I'm hoping to get a job possibly back at my parents' hardware shop again. Um, I think they might let me, might let me uh, get behind the counter again. So that's a little bit about me. Well, as I like to say, everybody's uh, different, has a different journey on the material plane. And, uh, you know, my myself, I am a member of the U.S. Marines. Uh, hooray. Uh, you know, people call me, you know, Anubius. Uh, you can call, y'all, y'all two can call me Anubius. Uh, uh, I am Staff Sergeant Rank, Anubius Pan Light Flare. But I go primarily by my online handle, The War Wizard. Uh, pioneered a lot of new techniques that have to do with battle whereas typically you look at a lot of Wiccan spells and it's a lot of like um, you know how to get a girl to like you and what kind of forces can you unleash when you jack off and you know I've been trying to like take that kind of jack off energy and applying it to real combat scenarios there's a lot to be done Uh, with those a lot to be done yeah I've been I've served um, you know I served 12 years in Afghanistan I am finishing up my eighth year in Iraq. I'm not a quitter, so, you know, still down there. Uh, you know, in my free time on my leave, I like to practice a lot of pagan spell techniques. Uh, you know, I was recently up in Warsaw and uh, rediscovered an ancient scroll of uh, Radnavari. Very powerful right? place. A lot of different Very energies powerful. there, a lot of dark energies, a lot of, uh, you know, I... I uh, hesitant to use the phrase evil, but there is oh. some very dark, dark energies there. Mother Soul's I, uh, light doesn't penetrate there, brothers. Nah, no, that you have to always be careful in Poland. Brave souls like yourself tread those parts, but I'm not sure I could. I uh, rediscovered an ancient Polish spell there. Really? That, uh, it's, it allows uh, the user of the spell to screw in a light bulb, and you only need about five people helping you. <laughs> You know, but that, that's, that's enough about us. Uh, the viewers kind of want to know what we're about, what we're going to get into. And we got a, a lot of stuff for you today where we're going to talk about different spells. We're going to talk about tarot cards. We're going to talk about the dumb dinner. We got all we kinds a lot of stuff to cover. on our We plate. have a lot to cover. Um, this is our, our first episode of Men of the Moon. Yes, sir. Uh, we're very happy to be doing it for our Samhain special, the harvest time, the best time of the year. This is a very sacred time for all of us, I think. Um, coming uh, together. We're, we're really excited about, you know, Sam Hain. And uh, old Sam's going to come mm. down that chimney and give us everything we wanted all year. Well, I know you have a friend named Sam Hain, but it doesn't mean that it's part of the of this ancient uh, 
you know, celebration that we I'm all I'm just adore. so excited to see old Sam. I've been talking about Sam Hain all year. Uh, and, and now that you're saying this, it makes a little bit more sense. Like I said, I don't get a lot. I don't hang out with a lot of other Wiccans. So I, it's the first time I learned how to pronounce this. So the, well, it's like you know, sow, just, like a pig, your favorite animal. Right. Sow in. Right. I'll try to say it. Sowin. Sowin. Like I kind of got a lisp or something. Sowin. Okay, that's good. That's good enough. And this week uh, was a full moon. Um, just a couple. Oh. Just yesterday was the full moon. We were observing the Red Bull moon. Did they buy this month? <laughs> the Red Bull moon was this month. Well, I got a lot of energy. Uh, you feel good. You can smell everything you drink. You smell it in your pee as you're standing at the urinal. You may have a, an urge to get pitted in a wave or, you know, hit the half pipe or uh, the slopes. Um, right. So. Mother Luna's rays also might give you a panic attack because you stayed home and didn't do anything to burn off all that extra energy. Right. You got to be right. careful with the Red, uh, you the Red Bull moon. I mean, you might be tired all the time and wondering, you know, what's going on. You're going to think you're sick, but then not realizing you probably only sleep about four hours a night. Or you might sleep 14 hours a night. Who knows? Um, so while we're here, uh, uh, we- let, real quick, uh, Kai, you have a extremely interesting get-up on right now. Uh, and I know that this is a podcast, and the cameras I set up don't work because, you know, they're from the well, 80s this is a pagan and they don't podcast, have batteries. And people who... If- if they don't know pagans, you know, we may, people might look at us, I mean, we're not afraid to say it, people might look at us like we're weirdos, we're a bit strange, a little bit, you know, off color, you know, but a little bit eclectic, if you will. And we might be wearing, right. we might be wearing things you might not be used to seeing, which is, you know, that's, you know, that's part of who we are. We're not afraid, people of, we're not say afraid we're, of it. We're not, we're wet, we're inexplicably wet. They might say we, we smell have- weird, they might say we smell really strong. They we might say sheen. that even though our very potent patchouli smell on us doesn't matter. Nice smell of our filthy sheen ass. on our skin. <clears throat> anyway, um, I am wearing a burlap robe I made myself. Oh, wonderful! Um, under it is my Evanescence hoodie, and of course, all right, you don't you don't have to lift up the robe. We can, and of course, I have my nuclear just, demon ring um, right here, and I have my that's just badass ruby oh, dragon Rick and beautiful. Morty, my ruby dragon Rick and Morty pendant. And of course my <laughs> my silver swastika, which people may see this and may be offended, but I want you to know this is actually a symbol of peace. It's an ancient symbol of peace. And just because some jerk offs from, you know, uh seventy years ago decided to make it a symbol of Jew killing, um, doesn't mean that I'm one you know, of them. And it's just really sad that they had to go and ruin that cool symbol for everybody. Uh they ruined that. And even though they may have dressed they very ru- well, and that they may have had a... He, he made a great leader, so he will. Doesn't yeah. mean that that's what I agree with, because he we're about a, acceptance a cool mustache. I mean, that whole mustache, nobody can have that no more. It's almost maintenance-free. It's beautiful. I'm sure there were other... I'm sure he did other tragedies, but, you know... I'm well, I kind of... Like, you look at my face, I kind of have, like, the... <laughs> The reverse, it's like I took that patch from on top of his lip, I put it right under my bottom lip. I had this little, this little patch right here. Oh, okay. On top of Hold this, on, lift your, this, this. Lift your head up a little bit. And uh, I thought that was just a It glare. goes along with my very th- my very thin sort of uh, feathery mustache that looks like someone drew pencil on my face and erased it. Um, right. I'm also wearing my raccoon like- tail and some Kirkland Signature Court Classics because I get them for free. 
Oh, that's so, sustainable. Yeah. That's good. That's good for Mother. That's good for Mother Gaia. That's good for all of us. Why don't you? What you? Since I went, why don't you guys both describe what you're wearing? Get get the get the right. listeners an idea of you I'm, know what pagans look like. What are, what are we about? Maybe they'll well, join us. You know, pagans pagans come in all colors, and I just want to say that getting something for free is about the same as recycling. So thank you for your service. You're very um, welcome. Hooray! I'm I'm wearing what I typically wear um, when I'm on leave. And uh, you can see it right here. I got my tactical sandals on. Let me lift up the bottom of those. You see a retractable knife. Uh, oh, jeez. I got my fatigues on. I still li- I like the way the fatigues feel. And I like going into a Denny's and people just trying to buy all my food for me. So I wear them about every single day. Well, you have those. Uh, with all the you have in I your get. calves. You have uh, implants of several crystals that are all lined up. Yeah, those are, those are you know, for vertical leap uh, primarily. You see the red ones. <laughs> It's a good um, curve to have. Yeah, uh, I try to improve my vertical, and my, you know, my strength modifier, so I can get up higher. Well, and, can you uh, dunk? Uh, I'm getting there. You know, my goddess, I, am, I would like to know, see that. You're a large man. I'm, I am a large, 38 year old. I'm man. very surprised I'm, the Marines know. allow you to remain in their ranks. You're how how much do you weigh? Well, I'm about 280 pounds and about five foot six. <laughs> uh, People, uh, you know, in the battalion, one one of the nicknames they got for me is Thwomp because I'm built like one of those big square Mario villains that come crashing. You wear down those the battle ground. robes. You look like a red box on that battlefield. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm I'm kind of going for. They don't let me wear this in war, but you know, once you got out in the field, if you change, nobody's going to stop you. Those insurgents you, so. probably look down their their sights and they're like, "Why right. is there a vending machine out in the the <laughs> middle of the battlefield?" Hey, yeah. I, I can kind of lift up, you know, I got my... my, my Is that a forklift uh, out there? Why are they driving a forklift? Oh, that's a man. Yeah, that's me. And I, right now I got my digital camo duster on, and I'm going to lift it, and you're going to see all my Matrix guns. You guys <laughs> like those? I got two MP5s on each side. I got an automatic pistols on each side. Holy wow. And then, you know, right with me right here... Your nuts uh, are just got, out there, too. They're just out there. Uh, you lose wrong with most... That. Now, no, no, now I'm you accepting have to constantly that. I, I, I constantly wear under my ropes. I wear nothing. It's... You, there's a breeze. You got to get some draft. Um, I'm known to travel with a, just a giant block of ice that I kind of drag around. And when the nuts get hot, you got to sit on it, and it's going to sizzle and it's going to spray. But you know, it does the trick. If you make an ice block big enough, then you can just drag it with a rope. Well, a lot of our, uh, if you look at um, the texts for a lot of ancient priests that would, you know, live in hotter climates, um, this is an ancient technique that was invented by them. The church. Uh, evidently try to claim that they were the originators. But what the truth is, they took this from the pagans that they, um, in certain areas, conquered, not everywhere, somewhere, some other places, such as England, the pagans conquered there. uh, Or, you know, they, you know, raided them and, you know, plundered them. And, uh, but this is something that was developed by the ancient pagan, you know, the clerics of old was to sit on a block of ice and sizzle your nuts and melt them. And a lot of time is that they would take this and dribble it into a, a bucket that was drinkable water. You can absolutely drink it. It's good for you. And, you know, um, it was supposed, it was supposed to be out. holy to be able to drink the the ice that the uh, high priestess set his big, long, steamy nuts on. 
Contemporary right. religions, you know, they don't they don't look to the past. They don't remember what's important. And that technique was developed from a Sumerian religion from 4500 <laughs> BC. And on top of being able to drink that liquid, you would you would actually be able to get the water vapor, the steam that would come off of your sweltering nutsack touching upon the ice up into your face and it would moisturize your skin. This was lotion before Modern right. modern Christians had lotion. That's right. Before That's right. Exactly. Remember that. those, those ancient priests would also they would those, take a, a mixture of things um, like thyme and honey and mix it, and they'd 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 take one droplet and drop it into that water, and they'd call this mihol, and it was an ancient word. <laughs> that was a special holy drink, and a lot of people don't realize this, but it was the Mayans. The ancient Mayans who developed technology for Doritos. Now, in the Mayan language, which is Spanish, the native Mayan language of Spanish, now Doritos, that's Spanish for no, the Mayans, little pieces of gold. The Mayans speak Mexican. Aztecs speak Spanish. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know who made it, but Doritos is Spanish or Mexican for little pieces of gold, and they had big old cities of gold where they invented Dorito <laughs> technology. And, you know, a lot of modern religions, they don't think about that because modern religions, they're, they're too busy looking forward, like you said. They're not looking at the past. Modern religions hate the past. They're always thinking about what's next. Now, the problem with modern religions... All right, we can get into this a little bit, I think. You guys are with me? Because um, this is a big part is we're in a minority being pagans. We're a, a persecuted... Oh. We're Lot. certainly on the fringes of society, brothers. Um, Absolutely. The thing is, is, everyone wants to talk about uh, Jesus Christ. They want to talk about Allah and Muhammad. Right. Um, it's like, why or focus on the Jewish these... God? Jehovah. Uh, yes. Yes. I know. You know the one. Jehovah. Why yes. focus on this? Why focus on this one single being, one this person? Um, or the Christians that claim they have one God, and it's like, well, you have three, basically, right? right. But they're all guys. Um, so why not where the goddesses where is, around here? You're gonna get everything from one being. I doubt it. Um, There's too not? many fathers and not enough mothers. You could have a thousand gods. That's right. Thank you, Zephyr. Thank you for saying that. There's too many mothers. Thank you too. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, you know, look at so. this country's got a huge problem with having a lot of single mothers, and what we need <laughs> is an equal amount of single fathers to offset it. Well, the thing is, the only thing that could deal with the single mother problem in this country, encounter the problem of single mothers, and the reign of terror that's lasted for far too long is single fathers. So you're right. I'm glad we could uh, figure that out right here. Uh, like I said, I am... I, I, I haven't said this, but I, are either of you fellows uh, fathers? I am a father. I am a father. In fact, I'm a single father um, to my wife, who oh. is now deceased, Astrid McDouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> She passed away several months ago due to being a big fat woman who couldn't stop eating <laughs> McDonald's McDoubles, um, and so I, I currently I currently so I, I, I currently yes she is with her now. It's uh it seems mother, my, la, 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 ma, it seems mother guy isn't without a sense of irony and um, now I raise little Pegasus. It's just me and him in our in our little our little abode. In well, he's just a rat. He's just your pet rat. But well, you know. So you're not technically a father, but I'm a rat also dad. in a way you're a there's father. A, just like I'm a father, I raised several Chow in the Chow Garden in Sonic Adventure <laughs> Battle Two. Um, I raised I several. A, uh, I have several saves of Viva Pinata, and I also 
am a mod on Neopets. So if you were to say I'm not a father, I mean, well, I've been a father for basically 20 years, so... I, 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 uh, I, you, you've been a father uh, longer than I have. I have, uh, I have two children. I what got Moonbeam. I got Moonbeam and, and uh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's the oldest. I kind of caught on. Uh, Moonbeam was pissed, but you know she'll get over it when she gets older. So you weren't a pagan when you had Jeff? <laughs> no, when I had Jeff, I was not a pagan. I was what just were you, you know you were in, well you're just like what you're into the like basketball or uh, I was just kind of like you know one of those Unitarians or whatever where you just kind of show up and you know they don't do anything and they just kind of talk oh, at right, you and you right, leave. Right. But I was also 17 when I signed up for the army and I left and you know. You don't get a lot of God stuff there, and, you know, eventually I kind of did my own research. Well, when you're I, in the I Army, had... America is your God. Right, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, that's when, I, you know, I, I did, I really liked this girl, and I was 17, and I was joining the Army. So I went in raw, and, uh, you know, I unleashed a little chaos magic, trying to make sure, mm-hmm. trying to trick her into marrying me. It worked. We're divorced now. Incredible though, it, makes, it. it made a new life. Yeah, isn't that a miracle? It's, it's, isn't that a miracle? God, truly God the, the bless most, you. The most powerful spell that a man can cast is that. Oh, really? Only a man can can give birth. It's to incredible a new life. that our men, every single man, man on this earth. Well, not every single man technically, but um, they conjure this elixir in their nuts. It's the most powerful force in the universe that becomes life. Yep. Anyway, my kids don't like me. And you can tell uh, every, every single one I... of your kids, you're in my nuts. Right, you were in my you nuts. You were in my don't nuts. Don't ever forget that. You came out of me, I can put you back in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that, But, well, you know, I'm you coming could, home, well, I'm, I'm I mean, trying I to visit to my kids. Here. I hate to get morbid here, but you could sacrifice them. Well, you know, I ain't one going. But I, I mean, think like, that's pretty legal. Who's, well, I mean, like, who sacrifices kids anymore? I, I mean, mean, I'm getting rid of Jeff if I got. You got to go out to the ocean to do that. So every time I come oh. home, Jeff's just playing Fortnite, and I say, you know, what would you think if your old man left Iraq? What would you think if your old man left Iraq? And uh, then he'll go in behind my back while I'm sleeping and re-enlist me <laughs> for another term. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, Jeff! I don't want. to... Send me back to Iraq for the third time. So is that, time. The, why, is that the reason why you've been there so long? I mean, primarily, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have really any skills other than, you know. You have many that's, skills. That's not, the brother, that's not true. That's You're very skilled true. as a, as a, a pagan uh, priest. Well, in terms of financial support, <laughs> that don't really pay much of the bills. Um, well, you don't have to drive that bright yellow Camaro. I mean, Camaro. I, don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, Zephyr, but, you know. I know you're unemployed, and, and, and I'm looking at your shoes right now, and is that just kind of electrical tape that's just wrapped around your feet? Yes, but I found it. I found it in my neighbor's dumpster, and like you said, that is that is the same as recycling, all right? I am helping Mother Gaia by taking my na- my neighbor's electrical tape. He wasn't – that was a, over a half a roll left. He wasn't even using it. I put it around my feet. It's comfortable. It's flexible. It's like one of those Adidas shoes that people on Instagram with lots of money wear, and they they put it on their Instagram stories when they're jogging. It's a, it's like one of those, but it's for it's for free. It's and it's Full good disclosure. for it's, it's good well, for mother guy. How, how would how would you justify like the rest of what you're wearing? Look, because right now you have a general just pig pen style. Full disclosure. For, uh, first Zephyr. of all, that's a that's a sustainable hemp source serape that I'm wearing. 
and <laughs> I've got a milkweed crown on because I am I am one of I am Mother Gaia's uh. princess. Um, Mother Gaia has has birthed all of us. Even though we're all brothers, ultimately we are all the daughters of Mother Gaia. And um, right, you know, and the yeah, sons brothers of are Sam sisters. Haynes. And uh, and I'm also wearing an ankle monitor, which I was able to get deactivated in order to come out listen, here to listen, spend time with you and record this podcast. Yeah. Full disclosure, uh, Zephyr's parents, they own about 15% of Lululemon. They're doing all right. He's fine. They own a, he's hardware, got, he's they own a hardware store as well, and that's doing yeah, very well. Yeah, they own that too, but they own, I mean, come on. Lulu, there's nothing wrong with Lululemon. It's Zephyr, sustainably sold. Zephyr's home is worth like $700 million. Well, you know, I don't see very much of that. Uh, don't they also own And One? <laughs> That's right. They do own And One, which is why all the time we're constantly wearing big And One shorts that we get for free from our friends over here, which we're very grateful for. But we're really big. Though. I mean, everyone in my clan has a pair of those. Well, I, I I'm pretty sure we also all know how to do all the And One moves from the videotapes that I give you. So we. <laughs> We know how to steal. Gro- oh my we God. know how to steal groceries from the grocery store when we're on hard times by doing and one moves around security and tucking rotisserie chickens into our garments. Uh, well, we also we formed that that league team, which were champions. Uh, our team, the Pagans, which we took from uh, right the the kid from Recess, the black kid from Recess. His favorite team was the Pagans. It's so like, hey, that's us. Why don't we do that? <coughs> Inspiration could come in many forms. Oh, ain't it the truth? Got us on us. Yeah, I'm the only, you know, you both are, are taller than me, but I'm the, you know, no one ever thought a 5'4 center with uh, gems injected into his legs for a better vertical could be so dominant in the paint. <laughs> now, we're... <clears throat> Truly, the goddess surprises us all. We're here, of course. God bless Sam Hain. <laughs> we're here to celebrate Samhain or Sam Hain, as our good friend Anubis likes to say in his very special way. And we've come here together to do this uh, this show, and we have a what we call a dumb dinner. Now, we're having this dumb dinner together. It is a silent feast. Right. In which we and set a place... We set a place for the dead, and we think about those who have passed, and we think about, you know, maybe the future. Where are we going? Where are we right now? Who will we meet? What do I want right now? What do you want? Right. What's for dinner? Does it matter? What's for dinner? We have about, well, hey, we have several eat. different meads. We have a Mountain Dew mead, which was brewed by, uh, thank you, oh, Staff wow. Sergeant Anubis, for brewing this Mountain Dew mead. What did you, how did you make this? All right. I uh, basically, um, you know, because meat is made with honey, but uh, you didn't use any honey, some... and it's still a mead, <laughs> right? Well, I was thinking, what's honey made out of? It's sugar. Basically, that's just some Baja Blast that I added more sugar to. <laughs> and you can see, kind of, it's kind of pooling and a little bit. You put some bees the in there. You collected some dead bees and threw them in there. So you... yeah, I took off the stinger. Uh, oh, thank God. Yeah, so you can eat them. I mean, they probably got a little honey. You can in them. save those stingers; they have their uses. I know. You, I mean, well, you might be able to give them to Zephyr. You might be able to. Well, oh, I can. I can you know, I was just going in the in the, in the tradition those. in the tradition of the the dumb dinner. If you want to get rid of Jeff, I can those... give you those stingers. I can make something to get rid of Jeff. You believe me? You know what, Nubius? Jeff's basically glued to his Fortnite. I, I, I think Zephyr he's not is our really a is our local. He's our uh, 
our uh, resident herbalist here. He's he's uh, I mean he's he and bioregional li- druid. It's literal magic. He's doing literal magic, but also he's now. Like, did you say bioregional? Bio like two bioregional. Yes, bi bioregional or bioregional because I'm in I'm in Terre Haute right now, but I also live in uh, the top of California. So I am bioregional. Well, uh, I'm by a lot I of just want to say about brother. But but uh, I don't need. Well, you know, sex is very important, and I assume you're going to say bisexual or something like that. So we'll, we we can talk about sex well, later. Night, I want to well, talk about this Mountain Dew I we'll made. We'll get to it. We'll let's get, get to it. We have this. We have this Mountain Dew mead. Now 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 this Mountain Dew I made, and and I was going by like, okay, he wants me to make something for the dumb dinner. So I made a couple things for the dumb dinner, and I just wanted to go mm-hmm. within the traditional way of doing the dumb dinner, and everything I made is really dumb. And, you know, right next to the Mountain Dew Mead, which is just sugar and bees, I got those potato chip sandwiches, uh, where it's just peanut butter spread, and then you put some potato chips in the middle, and it's pretty fucking dumb. And, you know, I kind of got a couple, like, you know, pickled hot dogs and stuff like that there that I would try Mm. to make. I was just Mm. trying to really get Mm. in the thing where we can all look Mm. around and think about our lives and look at all this dumb food. Mm. You know, I got Hot Pockets filled with eggplant, stuff like that, uh... It just sucks and it's dumb and I thought that's what Sam Hain would want me to do. Well, I think that's like something from like New Jersey or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't think he mentioned anything I, about I heating my, uh, hot dogs up in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> we have a microwave here. Wrap them in the paper towel to absorb the grease. <laughs> well, we do have we have some besides uh, some Mountain Dew. We have some mold wine. Uh, which you've been sipping on for a little bit, uh, Nubis. The tell us this. Does it talk? Does the wine talk? Oh, how the wine talks. Uh, you can you can take a sip of this wine. You don't even have to sip it. You can smell it. It smells like that kombucha stuff, which is just vinegar mixed with iced tea. <laughs> and you can smell it from here. I'm going to pop the bottle open here, and I'm just going to point it in your guys' direction. Take a whiff there. Ooh. Ooh. Smells like ammonia. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I think it might be because as I have been drinking it, I've noticed that a good amount of my eyebrow hairs are starting to fall off. I'm getting visions <clears throat> of. Uh, well, we also. Oh, visions! I, I the, the scent. The scent gives me brothers. The scent gives me visions of. I'm seeing these weird little racist claymation figures dancing <laughs> around, singing the blues. At R&B. <laughs> I've seen visions of what I believe are the California Raisins, the Claymation oh. musical acts oh, that galvanized America oh. during they're the dead 90s. Grapes. That's no good. This is a oh, powerful brother, Let's bring the energy. Let's bring the energy what, what, out from that. What, what song are they singing, Zephyr? <laughs> Please don't see Oh Christmas Tree. Uh, they're, not, Please. they're not singing Oh Christmas Tree. I believe they're... Thank God. I believe they're uh, they're singing sweet swing low sweet chariot. <laughs> they're ve- they're oh, very man. racist. I, what I, I, would... I believe they were nominated for a Grammy for a similar song back in the 1990s, and I'm I'm seeing all of this just the smell of this of this powerful brew, is bringing all these visions it's dancing into my head. Me. All these little racist plums now, dancing w- in my head. Wait, I, I will say this now: if you look at certain uh, kind of pagan gods. That exist and goddesses in certain and, and goddesses in certain Slavic yes. areas. Now, there was a very specific set, <laughs> a tier of Slavic demigods, right? In your researches, 
And all these Slavic demigods, they're about an inch tall. They were blackish purple. They sang baritone. And they were the patron fae of racism. And the rumor has it is that they just taught and spread racism all throughout the land, singing songs that were primarily pun-based. I believe they were called the Polish potatoes, yes. Right. <laughs> which, is, which is incidentally what Polish people call grapes for some reason. <laughs> well, it's very possible this wine was actually made in the style of the California raisin. Which is... Oh, how the wine talks. It's, a, it's not a style you see these days, but it's very possible. I'd have to contact my, uh, my, my friend who gave this to me, Juby. He gave me this wine several years ago. And I thought well, I'd I'm say it for a special occasion. Close my eyes and utter a short prayer to Sam Hain. Solid. Sam Hain, thank you for the California raisin. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for this dumb dinner we have prepared. It's really stupid, and that's perfect. And thank the goddesses, too, which I think is Gaia, but I hope it is. And I hope you you and Gaia are having a nice night together, probably boyfriend-girlfriend or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, we have about 27 large fries from McDonald's. You know, we got about 250 chicken McNuggets. We have numerous chip bowls. I think you got know, hot dogs, I think tater tots, pizza rolls, warheads. Pass one of those bowls of chips over here. Sour I think that's kids, all I'll be having for dinner. Well, there's nothing you wrong with that. Well, you can't have chips. You, you can't. No. Uh, you guys I, serious? I'm, you can't have chips for dinner. That's not a. That's I'm, not a Salwan feast, brother. They're in a I'm bowl. I'm going to eat just the, the corn tortilla Dorito, the plain Dorito. <laughs> you can't. You can't have chips for your dumb dinner. Uh, I want to have roasted corn Dorito, and uh, I want no toppings. Or no salsas or sour creams or spinach. They're, those dips. are just tortilla chips. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm gonna have that for dinner. That's not dinner. Well, if I eat till I'm not hungry, then that's a dinner to me. You know, when you're used to, you know, sitting down, being told to sit like a good boy by Uncle Sam, when you're 150, you know, miles south of Kabul, Kabul, you know, an MRE's dinner. Sometimes a big old scorpion you find is dinner. And sometimes, you know, one of the big Kabul bats that you got to <laughs> capture is dinner. I don't see a problem and that's with all that. the animals there are in <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on this. We can argue about this later. We can go all night about this. It's not dinner, but let's not get hung up on it. I don't um, think we should tarnish it. Let's not tarnish this meal after... Brand, after we don't want to spread the new, taint. We don't after, want to taint this. After Nubia's blessed this Thank meal, after he prayed to Miles Davis raisin, what did you just and call Ray him? Charles raisin, and OJ Simpson raisin, and Bill Cosby raisin, let's not, let's not. No, Bill Clinton raisin. <laughs> Bill Clinton raisin. And Rachel Dolezal raisin. Um, let's, why don't we discuss a little bit about, um, I mean, not to toot our own horn here, but we do have abilities. Oh. Um, this is years of cultivation and research and studying and practice and dedication and discipline. But I would say all of us have both of our both our specialties and our um, unique abilities 
in terms of um, magic, quite literally, and uh, spells. Um, so I have a That's few. Right. I have a few here, um, and these are spells that are completely safe to use, and anyone can do them, and they're good to do if you if you can um, do them properly. They're a bit uh, amateur or beginner spells, but you got to start somewhere, and they're actually quite potent and p- quite powerful. Um, so. Did you want to? Did one of you gentlemen want to begin, or I could I could read one, or we could toss I'll, them to each other? I'll be honest with you, Kai. I, I'm I'm an, I'm a simple herbalist and uh, bioregional druid. So you don't I, reduce yourself to simple. Your I don't know your any lectures, spells. I have a your I alchemy have, I, is I know, beyond I know. what I've seen from anyone else. I know, I know. I shouldn't put myself down, but I, I only a, dabble a, in spells. A skill in itself. The I, spells the spells are easy. Well, not easy. I'm, you know, part of me for saying they're not as difficult as what you do is what I'm saying. So don't reduce yourself. You are well, Gaia's I, child, I, and I, you I, are I, important. I want to let you know that I, I'm starting to dabble in spells. I want to learn. I, I crafted a wand out of a tree branch that broke off and hit me in the head and set me on this path to worshiping Mother Gaia. So. I want to learn yes, how I remember to use you it. whittling it for about seven hours when we sat next to that fire. I know I can't. You used a simple Swiss Army knife. I can't use it for anything. I, there's nothing I can use it at all for except for they won't even let me use it on my sheriff's work program uh, to pick up trash on the side of the freeway. They say it's a dangerous <laughs> weapon. So I, even though it's wonderful for spearing fun-sized bag bag wrappers of chips, <clears> I can't do it. So I want to. I I want you to be the teacher, and then I'll teach you when when it's all over. Uh, I have a spell, if you don't mind me uh, kind of getting started. Yes, brother, of course. Um, as I said earlier, and I haven't elaborated much on, uh, my, my nickname, username online, is War Wizard, the War Wizard. And primarily because I think I was the first man to really use uh, the spells of Wicca in a military setting. And, uh, you know, I, I've Which crafted is very some brave. spells here. It's very brave for you to be in the Middle Eastern uh, war theater as a practicing right. pagan or a witch. Right. It could, because witches are more oppressed than Muslims. Right oh, now, I mean, you, you would think about it this way, but, you know, uh, Wiccans are, are, are fourth in line in the amount of active servicemen they have, right? Uh, first being Christians, then Muslims. And then you have uh, people who like insane clown posse, and then you got Wiccans. Uh, number five, the most uh, five popular, the fifth popular religion is uh, the Crips. <laughs> uh, I, this spell, I, it was the very first spell I crafted. I had been a practicing Wiccan. This is the very first spell I crafted for active military use. All right, and I call this one Find a Powerful Target. It is a fifth-level divination spell. It uses up about one spell slot. Uh, you can cast it as a ritual. It takes about ten minutes, and you only do that once per long rest. So let's say you're, <laughs> you know, looking for a high-profile member of the Taliban, 150 miles south of Kabul, near the Pakistani border. You're in an isolated position in a small village with known informants, without possibility of evac. You've been awake for 45 hours. You've been visualizing different Halo-type guns orbiting slowly in your mind, and you're cleaning your AR like it's your dick. You're outnumbered, (laughs) and you're rock hard, and everyone in your platoon just calls you by your nickname, which is Pussy. 
<laughs> Y'all know what's going to happen. You only got one move. There is a high-profile Taliban officer that you know is um, uh, undercover somewhere in this remote village. How are you going to find him? I got a spell for this. First, you're going to need some intel. You can't cast spells in the dark. You need to know baseline information. Right? You need to know the terrorist's name. You need to know the terrorist's last credit card number. And, and lastly, and this is the most important, you need to know the terrorist's Steam account name. <laughs> I want you to remember all of these letters and numbers. I want you to strip them of the vowels in your mind, just to the consonants. And you're going to make your trigger sigil, which is going to be you're going to take your thumb and your forefinger on your, uh, on your left hand, and you're going to touch it like a little circle, right? And then the second, with your right hand, you're going to face outward and point your middle finger out. That's the trigger sigil you need to cast a spell. Now, now once you do this, I need you to focus on these consonants. And then the second you're able to uh, get a kind of sense of inner calm, I'm going to need you to start jerking off. <laughs> it's chaos called chaos magic. magic. Chaos magic. It's called very chaos good. magic, and it's a very powerful form of Wiccan spellcasting. And it works. It's very real. Uh, sex is, is extremely powerful. And if you do it alone, it still counts as sex. Jacking off is sex. If you just jacked off, uh, it's the same as getting laid. All right? So now what you need to do is you need to have a picture of this man, the terrorist you're looking for, and you're going to place that picture down, and you're going to focus on this man's face. And you're going to get hard, and you're going to jack off looking at this guy's face. Uh, you're going to pull your stuff. You're going to love it. You're going to be loving it. You're going to back that hand up on yourself. You're going to beat it like a new baseball glove. Uh, I need you to play with your nuts, and you're going to think about that crusty old Taliban's face as you make exaggerated stroking motions, and, and, and you know, you're going to get close, and you're, you know, you're going to make that pig face a little bit. Uh, you're going to make the, you're going to, you're going to make that bitter beer face as you, as you kind of wick your tongue in the air at nothing, because you're so close, you're just kind of licking the, the, the air's pussy. And you're, you know, you're, you're making buzz. You're making butt-eating motions or something like that. But either way, you're getting close. You're right on the edge there. You're pulling your stuff. You're jacking it off. You're backing it up. You're really doing yourself good. And uh, then, brother, you're going to nut. And uh, nearly instantly, within 0.5 seconds, as you're probably, you know, six-day load, bust, you know, uh, archipelago on that Taliban man's face... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to know the exact location of that Taliban officer. Now, the first time I did this, got a little bit of strange looks. They said, Pussy, what you doing? And then one of the guys said, so, You know, sometimes you just got a nut. And then, you know, I cleaned up, you know, I took a nap, and then I said, I know where this fellow's at. And I was wrong, but I, I learned a powerful <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got a guy that looked pretty close, and you know, Taliban backed off because they thought we were just some kind of Russian mercenary black guard hit squad that just was killing people for fun because we made a lot of wrong decisions. And uh, thankfully, no one in the media ever found out about it. And you know, that town ain't even on Google Maps no more. <laughs> so that's my first spell. It's incredible, brother. That's very, very, 
I'm not sure I would say it sounds effective, but it sounds it sounds very powerful still. It did feel powerful. It was the very first time, you know, I kind of masturbated in front of other guys. And it was the very first time I masturbated to a picture of a very old man. And, you know, even though we didn't get our guy, uh, considered a success. Well, Chaos Magic could be a, a wild animal, and it could be very overwhelming. Um, my first spell that I have is, an, all these are pretty simple, very quick, easy to do. Um, this one is called the Wet Cot. It's a bedwetting spell. <laughs> uh, you will need uh, about an entire liter of the person, the person you're casting on, an uh, entire liter of the person's piss, and you will need to pour it on the bed of someone who died. Uh, so going, you could go to your local nursing home. That could work. You could probably bribe them to get in there and pour the piss on the bed. Um, you also need to kill about three dogs and place them in a triangulated position within about 400 yards of the person's home. Um, before, though, you must drink, uh, take a drink and swallow a little bit of the pee before pouring it out. And it has to be on a Tuesday. Um... I, I've only done this spell once uh, many years ago when I was in Cleveland. Uh, someone that, um, you know, faulted me in a way. Uh, we won't get into it, but uh, it worked. And uh, as far as I know, he, he's he been bedwetting ever since. And uh, the the trouble with this one, this case, though, is that he actually likes it. And he, that's the reason why he hasn't stopped. <laughs> but um, well, you, ain't, you ain't figured out the spell to make him stop bedwetting yet. <clears throat> I have another one. I have a few more, but I have another one really quick before uh, I throw it over to you again, uh, Anubis. Uh, this one's just really quick called The Stale Chip. Um, this spell causes the receiving party to have stale chips for the rest of their life. Oh, God. What an awful <laughs> curse. Uh, Sam Hain, please never let the stale chip <laughs> spell be cast on me. Please, Sam Hain. Come down that chimney and give me the gift it's not a person. of fresh it's not a person, chips. Nubis. Oh, uh, Sam Hain. You'll need a bag of chips, uh, any bag of in chips. And your red work. hat and white beard. <laughs> Please come down the chimney and give me fresh chips. I think Anubius is going to masturbate to him soon. I saw mommy kissing I don't Sam need to, Hain. I don't need to find Sam Hain. He'll find me. <laughs> uh, you'll, need a, you'll need a bag of chips. Any bag of chips will work. Um... You'll take the bag, open it up. Uh, you want to leave it out for a few hours. Um, and then you'll pour out the stale chips on the threshold of the person's home. Uh, and then say the words, Chips be stale in all your tales. The prince of chips will not heed your hail. And then you spit on the chips and you leave. Oh, that's a fate worse than death. I, I've never been cursed before, but I would hate to be cursed with that. Yeah, you're, Well, I mean, like it's not that bad. Your chips just get kind of chewy. Uh, this is a spell here that I learned, uh, when Jeff wouldn't talk to me, and this is when Fortnite first came out, and he was just trying to learn all the dances and didn't have time for his old man. And, uh, this is called the, the spell of beer summoning. And what you're going to do is you're going to look in the mirror. You're going to wipe the slobber off your face. You're going to grab the edges of the sink and you're going to stare at yourself in the mirror. And you're going to say, dilly dilly. Can you guys say that with me real quick? So I get dilly no, dilly. Let's join hands. Let's join hands here. Let's join hands here. All right, join right. hands. Maybe we can summon a beer right here. All right. Why don't you count us down? Uh, three, 
two, one. Dilly dilly. 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 Uh, all right, now we have to do that 399 more times. <laughs> so typically, you stare in the mirror, you say dilly dilly, dilly dilly, dilly dilly, dilly dilly, dilly dilly, dilly dilly, dilly dilly. And you do that about, you know, 389 more times. And guess what? An ice cold Bud Light's going to appear in the sink before you. Now, it ain't going to be in the can. It's just going to be, in, you got to stop up the sink first so you can drink it with a straw or something. <laughs> All right. Now, the one thing is a lot of people lose count and you can't lose count because if you say it 401 times, you're going to get a Bud Light lime. <laughs> I might want that more. Oh, brother, well, you don't want you know, that. You don't want that. I might want a Bud Light Orange. Is there one that. for a Bud Light Orange? I like. I, you know, I haven't tried it, but I assume it's 402. <laughs> this, this reminds me a bit of the Hooters spell that we did together years ago, but we won't get oh into Oh, my God. We can't reveal how to do that one. That one's the big leagues, you know. Somebody could uh, really get hurt if they, if they do it wrong, and I don't want to see that happen. That's, that's, that's for adults only. <laughs> and also, there can't be any women present. It's, it's guys only. It's guys, that's hard it's to do with, only with, with all of us. Well... Um, speaking of drinking things out of the sink, um, I'd like to share one of my one of my herbal remedies uh, yes, yes. That, that I've that I've created. Um, this is a simple one; it doesn't take very much. Uh, you don't actually drink it; you inhale it. But I'll I'll still tell it to you guys. It's called Yenzer's Breeze, and um, <laughs> what you do is you place a handful of expired Halloween candy into a jar that's filled with air that was taken from a Wendy's restaurant chain. Location. <laughs> you allow the scents to mix together to intermingle for several days. Open the top of the jar and you inhale. You'll be granted a vision from the yins of the woods. A tiny nymph-like creature who lives in a hollowed-out tree stump that has been fashioned to resemble an overturned Rubbermaid trash can placed on a lawn in <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. He'll provide advice on how best butcher a cow. The best way to launder and dry your expensive weird jeans that you wash once every three months over the chain link fence that surrounds your neighbor's backyard. It will tell you how to get your FedEx account unsuspended if you fucked up packing three bottles of beer into a box and got caught by them. Also, <laughs> as an after effect from the spell, you can't eat bread for a week or you'll get diarrhea. The nymph of the woods is, it's a rare treat. He doesn't always visit. Sometimes, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll inhale this, these vapors that commingle, intermingle together. And um, I, I don't see him, but every once in a while, he comes out, and I see, I see this little fuck. He answers the call. This little fuckable nymph come out of his Rubbermaid <laughs> tree stump. I see him. <laughs> he's got his little he's got his little denim shorts on and his little booties. God, I want to fuck him so bad. Anyway, uh, that's just one. Uh, of, sit on the get the ice block for him. He needs to cool down. <laughs> we have a few. We have a few. That's just one. Of, that's just one of them. I just I wanted to share that one with you. Um, oh, thank you. I believe um, I have. I believe you. Have I another? have another one, but but yours is. I quite like uh, experiencing that. If um, you'd allow me, I, I'm interested in this Yin's nymph. It sounds terrible and disgusting, but I, I'm like entranced by the notion. I want to. I wish I had like his text message numbers. Like, <laughs> some nice text message. I, what, I what, would you, what would you say in the text message? Would you send a, a spell in the text? or? I'd probably say dilly dilly. 
you can sometimes I've I've heard and I I don't know how to do this because I'm I'm an herbalist and bioregional druid, but I've I've heard that you can actually call him using if you blow the right tone through the uh, muffler of a 1999 GMC Sonoma, it emits it emits a certain horn call that will draw him out from his weird little overturned trash can tree stump that he lives right. in. And I think it sounds a little bit like Mitch Murder Brief. <laughs> Hey, Kyle, you got I, another I, spell for us? I do. I, this one is uh, a little bit older, but um, it's ever so prevalent, um, especially these days. Um, I've been seeing it be actually been sort of a little of a, a little bit of a reprisal. Um, excuse me. I've had a little bit of that that honeydew you had, that mountain, that bee mountain dew you made. I think oh my goodness! Been, oh. I think he's giving me gerd. Oh, brother, I can smell um, from over here. All right, that's pungent. Uh, you really smell uh, the bee. This is called the lag spell. Um, you will need a very large mouse pad and a wireless <laughs> mouse, and you'll need to place them in the home of the receiving person. How big of a mouse pad, brother? Uh, across, I'd say about 32 inches, maybe, uh, by 13 inches. Is good. Um, if it Pretty hangs off, the, if it hangs off your desk in a weird way, it's still okay. <laughs> um, but you want to place this in their house. You can place it anywhere with a wireless mouse. And what you want to say, you want to speak the words, "O lords of lag, ye who slows thee, hear me sing for the ping thou bestows me." And this is very important because what's this going to do? Is it's going to slow this person down and whatever they're doing their ping is going to slow and this can be a beneficial spell or this could be a very uh you know very um you know uh you know detrimental detrimental spell and it could be something that people like because the lag gives them time to think and it makes them better or it can be something that enrages them um which right, is usually what you face. want usually what you want them to do is to be mad um, and this is, it's very simple to do. It's very easy to do. And, uh, uh, you mind if, uh, if I, if I quickly interject with a, a spell I have here, though? Of course, brother. Go ahead. I got a spell here and, uh, it's pretty plainly st uh, stated. This is a spell on how to summon an orc. Now we oh, all wow. know what orcs are. Well, well, um, well, let's little, I give feel a little, like I have to... Why, why don't you give a little bit of a uh, disclaimer here on summoning spells? They're not... This is not one you want to try at home. These other ones are like fine, but this one is not you want to try at home. Summoning right. spells are very dangerous. usually involve blood. Yeah, if you want to uh, summon an orc, you better make sure that you have a job for the orc to do. If you summon the orc and you ain't got no job for it, go fly into a rage immediately. Um but just a quick recap on orcs, and, and I know you guys don't need to hear this, but every Wiccan knows tons about orcs. Uh, you know, orcs are very powerful beings. They're from the center of the earth uh, in an underground paradise known as Shangri-La, where they live as the uh, rent-controlled tenants of high elves. Orcs are interested in a hard day's work, uh, kicking back with the boys, and saying things like dilly-dilly. Uh, first, in order to summon an orc, uh, not everybody can summon it. Uh, you have to be or have been previously diagnosed with PTSD, uh, just like me. Fortunately, you know I had a, a you know 
an occurrence that happened, another spell that I'll say later, that uh, cured me of both my PTSD and my desert madness. And, you know, from then on, I've been able to lead a normal, healthy life as a Marine that's been in the Army for, you know, 20-some-odd years. So in order to summon an orc, you need the right ingredients. Uh, You need an empty lawn chair. That's the vessel he's going to manifest in. All right? You need a cold one. The journey's long and hard. Kick your feet up, brother. Uh, You need some of the boys. He's going to need some of the boys to kick back with the second he comes in. Uh, You need a nice, honest, but not lucrative job. Uh, If you offer an orc too good of a job, maybe something with a tie, he'll say something like, well, I don't know about that. I'm not one of those fellas. Uh, Next one. This is very important. You need a grocery cart with a ramp. Uh, He'll figure it out. Uh, You need some raw denim, something to put them on. And uh, you're going to need two family-sized bags of nice Walgreens brand pizza rolls. Now, the orc should arrive if you just place this stuff out in about five minutes, but sometimes summoning spells fail in that regard. And if that happens, what you need to do is take that grocery cart, you need to light a fire under it, put it on its side, and use it as a barbecue grill. And if that happens, he is guaranteed to arrive. Wow. I don't even have but a job. it's very dangerous. I don't even have a job for myself. I can't imagine providing one for an orc. Maybe I can get him a job at the hardware store that I work at, or I'm going to work at one day, hopefully. Uh, you know, Sam Hain Willen. Sam Hain Willen. It's not, well, it's not Yes, brother. It's not a deity. You got any more uh, uh, spells, Kai? I do, but I just wanted to say, Zephyr, do you have any more of your your uh, potions, your elixirs, concoctions? I, uh, you know, I, I, I do, but I would like to hear another one of your spells. Um, I, I feel like I'm almost ready to, I'm almost ready to try out this wand that sure, I have. Sure, 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 sure. Even, even though you, none of these have mentioned a wand, and the wand is just something I carry around to make me look more interesting <laughs> than I really am, and I can also use it to, again, pick up trash off the ground. Um, I, I want to learn more. I, you, you're my teachers. Well, this one is called the sauce. So, um, <clears throat> another one. Yeah, my got my attention. Easy one to do. So when you're in the Taco Bell drive-through, and you're you, and you get your food, can I can I ask you a question back, real quick? Mm-hmm. Do I have to be sure. do I have to be in a car in the drive-through? Well, why don't you just keep listening? Just be patient. Okay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so you're in the Taco Bell drive-through and you get your food. What you do is is you look in the bag and you say. There's no sauce in here, and 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 even if there is, and usually there is, almost always, really, they'll give you some more, and then you'll have a lot of sauce. Um, and the the most detrimental part of this uh, this spell is that you'll need to be in a car. Oh, oh, I got you at the end. What if, what if uh, what if you have a big now what what if you have a big stick that you if, whittled down from a branch that hit you in the head several years ago? Would that substitute as a car if you put it between your legs? Maybe if you. I mean, if you have the, if you can, I mean, if you can ride one of those, like a, a broomstick. I think Sam Haynes gonna know you're cheating, and he's not gonna bless you with the Verde. Sam Haynes or the Sawin is not. It's a celebration. It's just. And maybe if you just pray <laughs> in the right way. Are you sure that, that you're that, a that, Wiccan or a pagan? Sam Haynes will come down that chimney, and he will bring you a 2004 Honda Accord <laughs> with about eighty thousand miles on it. Now that's Sam Haynes willing. He's gonna say is ho ho ho, I'm Sam Hain. That's here's you're here's thinking your of Santa. You're thinking of Santa Claus, brother. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I know you're a military. I know you're That's, a military approved uh, bro- pagan. You wear that Digicam battle robe, 
And you... uh, the Christmas tree is stolen valor from the pagans. Brother, brother, the... don't don't accuse him of don't accuse him of subscribing to Christian myths. Don't he's I know you're I know you're a true pagan. Santa brother. Claus is not know... Christian though. It's not Christian. It's not Santa Claus. It's Sam Hain. <sighs> the the husband of God. Why don't we Why don't we go Why don't we move <laughs> along here? Um, Zephyr, did you want to say anything else with your well, work or can I? I, I've talked a lot about my stick that I've whittled down, um, and I, I wanted to share. Uh, I wanted to share where that stick came from because it means a lot to me, and it, it's a big part of who I am as a as a uh, herbalist and bioregional druid. Uh, sure. Can I can I tell you guys how I became? Yeah, yeah. Oh, go how ahead. How I entered the fold of paganism, and uh, all the other Wiccanism and all the other weird things that we that we like to talk about. They're very real. <laughs> that are very real and effective and good for you to believe in. Um, so one evening I was I was seated out on the tire swing that hangs in my backyard and I was taking my nightly hit of salvia in order to relieve the stress accumulated from working my usual shift of four hours at my parents' hardware store. <laughs> As I was entering my journey inwards, I felt the swing give out from underneath me. The branch, holding the tire and me in it, had broken and fallen, striking me in the head and knocking me unconscious. I was enveloped in darkness. I was unconscious but aware that I was knocked out. I could feel the cool evening breeze against my skin, the blades of grass from my lawn brushing against the hairs of my arm, a frog hopping across the disgusting, stinking hemp shirt that clung to my torso. Yet I was suspended in an inky black bog. <laughs> Unable to wake or fall asleep, I began to wonder if perhaps I'd fallen into a coma, if I was doomed to live out the rest of my days in a semi-conscious limbo, or worse, removed from life support of what would surely be the wishes of my family. Soon all sensation... <laughs> So soon, all sensation from the outside world began to dissipate, and I was sure that I was heading towards my death. A white dot the size of a pinhole appeared before me, what I believed was the infamous tunnel of light that people see before they die. As it began to expand, I realized I was staring at some sort of glowing, disembodied head, ovular in shape. It looked kind of like the Italian mascot on the outside of the Pringles cans, but it wasn't him, as he wasn't saying anything racist. <laughs> Instead, he told me that Mother Nature was making direct contact with me through the tree limb against my skull, and that I had been chosen. I had been chosen to study the ancient and mystical arts of herbalism and shamanism, and druidism, bioregional druidism, by nature herself. As I re-emerged into consciousness, I found myself walking through my backyard on my knees, which caused my dogs to go apeshit and start barking at me. <laughs> Though the ground was wet and... <laughs> Though the ground was wet and cold, I could feel the warmth of Mother Gaia filling my body, and I knew this was the trail that I was born to walk. And ever since then, I've taken that, that branch that struck upon my skull and sharpened it down. And now I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to learn the spells that you know. Thank you for letting me tell you how I, how I came to the fold, brothers. So thank you for sharing your journey with thank us. Thank you for telling that's us. beautiful. And to think that that branch has such a long journey from hitting you on the head... <laughs> And and now you pick up trash with it unless the the and you POs still walk on you. your knees after all this time. I I, I I do walk on my knees. I feel I'm closer to Mother Gaia. It does enrage most dogs that I come into contact. I with. I don't understand the part though where you you put you step on the backs of shoes and you say, "Look, I'm a midget" all the time. It's very <laughs> offensive. It's very. Uh, it's not PC. I love to, I love to be I love to be in the shoes. Uh, Metaphorically speaking, of my my Lilliputian brothers, my little my little 
Cleveland, Ohio dwelling men who can't get who can't reach the counter, who have who have a ladder to get into bed. They bought one of those little dog steppy stools off Amazon so they could run up it and jump into their twin bed mattress. <laughs> well, why don't we? Uh, when we I don't when think it's we, offensive. Uh, I don't think it's offensive. Well, we, all, I, we accept I, I have still... one more spell here, Kyle. Yes, please. Why don't we move on here to uh, Anubis's final spell, and then we'll move on to the uh, the tarot. Uh, this is the most powerful spell I've ever casted, and something I've crafted uh, completely by myself. And it was through this and through the guidance of Mother Gaia and uh, Sam Hain himself, I was able to cast and learn the Cure PTSD spell. Blessed be, blessed be. Goddess war, upon us. War is hell. Uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, both of them are very far away. They're dusty. They're gross. They're full of people who are very ungrateful. Uh, that I did them the great service of destroying most of their infrastructure and you know uh, shooting their sons a whole lot. And uh, a lot of them called me names. They were ungrateful. They called me names like child killer and attempted child killer. And that guy who took ten shots at that child from fifty feet and still couldn't hit it. Uh, <laughs> The things I saw, the multiple times I almost died, it messed with my mind. Wicca, being a primarily, you know, feminine-oriented faith, didn't really have the spells ready to deal with a real kind of tough guy, macho man, Duke Nukem type, like me. Uh, I had to find my own way. I crafted this spell myself, and I have been cured of PTSD ever since. Despite what my family and my awful son Jeff will tell you, uh, this will cure you in one night, no problem. First thing you're going to need is 12 beers. And you're going to need a driver's license. Then <laughs> uh. you're going to need a 1999 GMC Sonoma. And I am legally, uh, my lawyer has revived me, I'm legally prohibited from telling you what to do next. But, uh, you know, use your imagination. You got a driver's license, you got 12 beers, and you got a GMC Sonoma. All right? And somehow, I won't say how, you're going to arrive at Kohl's Big and Tall. Uh, Kohl's, during the holiday hours, are open 24-7 for some reason. <laughs> so you can just show up at 5 in the morning and buy a pair of, you know, some really cool urban pipeline jeans, a uh, Tony Hawk hoodie, and you can get some kind of lemongrass <laughs> candle that doesn't smell at all. Uh, now, a lot of people don't know this, but Kohl's is just like... Uh, it has a stipulation at Kohl's. It's just like the restaurant Hooters, uh, in which the employees there are legally required to give you a side hug if you ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so once you got that, next you're going to need to get home. Uh, you're going to envision a sigil of something really powerful, something that means a lot to you. Kind of like the, you know, the, the BFG, the gun from Duke Nukem. Uh, now you guessed it, you got to jack off. <laughs> You got to really work it, enjoy it once you finish up. Uh, so you're going to do all the same stuff. You're going to make the puffy faces. You're going to get all red. Your big old neck vein's going to burst out as you kind of, you know, stare, just slapping yourself in those parts. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to finish up. You're going to unleash your magic, and you're going to slump over in your computer chair. And you're going to, you know, have the smell of your own nuts hit you. And... <laughs> Now you're going to get in bed and you're going to place a gun in your mouth. <laughs> and now you're going to fall asleep. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to take the gun out. You're going to look in the mirror. And congratulations, you don't have PTSD no more. Wow. 
And ever since I did that, I've had no problems. Uh, my PO, every time he's seen me, he said I've been doing good. Uh, you know, uh, military police, you know, they've, they've only had to come get me, talk to me a couple times. Uh, you know, the Veterans Affairs Office, they said they can't afford any psychological treatment, so I have to re-enlist. <laughs> <laughs> they've been in contact with my son Jeff to help me do that. And, you know, ever since then, I haven't had PTSD. I've been 100% fine, fine man. Anubis, that's wonderful. Brother, that's so good to hear. I wish I had a driver's license to test this out. I'm so glad you found your way with Wicca. As have I, and bless the goddess, and Gaia, and <clears throat> Sam Hain, and blessings you know, Gaia, Loki, brothers. and blessings you know, Gaia. and Loki, and Thor, and Captain America, and the rest of the gods. <laughs> They're in our great religion of Wiki, Wikia, Wicca, <laughs> and... I'm just super excited to be, you know, kind of passing on this knowledge to y'all. Well, what we have here is we have a, a everyone knows the 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 tarot the tarot cards of old. The tarot to to read futures. Um, very exciting. They've come out with some new tarot cards. Um, so we'll read a few of them for you, um, and maybe their meanings. We'll discuss that. First off, this is one that is very good fortune. Um, this is. If you were to see this card and you're reading, this is a very good sign for you. Um, many good things are to come. And, um, of course, first off here we have the pedophile. <laughs> um, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about this? Because we're uh, all very pedophile well is a is a card that represents a lot of optimism. It represents a lot of, you know... Innocence? Innocence, but also knowledge and mentorship. <laughs> It, uh, it represents faith and the ability to mature at a younger age. Much younger than people often think you can mature. Oh uh, it represents, uh, you know, if you draw the sign of the pedophile, the card of the pedophile, uh, typically if you go to a Subway sandwich shop, they're going to throw on extra meat. <laughs> and you won't even have to ask. Well, next up we have the, um, this one's a little bit, uh, kind of, is this one of the ones that's like a wild card, really? Because it can go in many ways. This one is called the Freak. Ah, the Freak card. You're gonna see the drawing of the Freak card there. It's a, just a little horny man wearing some gym shorts. He's all hard. He's not wearing shoes or a shirt. <laughs> and he's just kind of ro- walking down a gravel road. And uh, the Freak can be a very ominous sign. It means, you know, somebody's gonna get you or you could have good fortune. A la the freak of the week. If you were the freak of the week, that's considered a blessing in most cultures. Of course, yeah. Every any anybody would love to be considered the freak of the week. It truly is a double-sided coin. Right. Um, and now, if you're just stuck a plain old freak, it ain't nothing good. But the freak of the week is usually treated very well, and it's considered a sign of great luck. Um, the next one is sort of a. It can be considered a sign of humor, of joy, of celebration. Of good fortune, really. Um, we, of course, have the toilet. Oh, wonderful. Now, the, the toilet is a card that represents a lot of offerings, a lot of gifts. Now, it is possible to spurn those offerings. I lie sitting on the toilet backwards. Uh, it's like <laughs> considered a, a kind of mockery of the gifts, metaphorically. That's why, um, you know, if you're doing your tarot and you draw the freak card, as long as the tarot, uh, as well as the toilet card, it's assumed that the freak does something freaky to the toilet, and that good luck is is near guaranteed. 
However, if you get the toilet card with something that's kind of as optimistic and as positive as the Hooters girl card, <laughs> then typically you're going to have a lot of luck in your life and a lot of Or blessings. you might receive the, the toilet and the pedophile, and then you're talking, you know, like a training potty, which is you know, just no good. Um, right. <clears throat> uh, next up, we have another very good one, um, a blessing card. Uh, we have the burger. Oh, now the burger is a is, is a card that represents a lot of kind of satiation, represents dinner time. Now this can be mocked as satisfaction, well. Satisfaction, fulfillment, many right. things associated. Inner peace and satisfaction, uh, but also a little bit of decadence. If you try to have three burgers a day, uh, you gonna pay for it on the can later. So that's why you know the the burger sign is often paired up a little bit with the toilet sign. And that's considered that you're going to have uh, probably a bitch stomach for around two, three odd weeks. <laughs> now, this can be cured, but you have to avoid all food that's in the gamer's diet, which is hard for most Wiccans to do. Oh, oh well, that's what I have. Um, we have well, more cards? Uh, we have a, uh, this card here I have. is a, It's a sign of mischievousness. It's a sign of... Oh, kind of demonic possession. This is the Grinch card. Ooh. You don't want to get the Grinch card. Especially around, you know, the Christians, they don't want that. Right. Though all those Christians doing tarot and believe in it, they don't Although want the Grinch Although Christmas card. is another pagan holiday that was um, a bit hijacked. It was, co-opted. Right. it was co-opted from us, brother. Right. Right. right, right We're right. going to reclaim Christmas, me and Sam Hain. <laughs> going to make Christmas for the Wiccans again. Uh, this is a card that I have here that symbolizes great strength, willpower. Uh, this is the jock card. Oh, very, very strong You see card. that tight white t-shirt, and he's kind of flexing, and he's holding that Letterman jacket over his shoulder. The jock card symbolizes a lot of power and virility. Uh, you know, if this is paired with the cheerleader card, you're getting somebody pregnant in the next two days, guaranteed. Now... Contrasting that, if you get the jock in the toilet, that's not a good sign for you. What's going to happen? It, it, that symbolizes a kind of unfettered virility. That means you're going to be, you know... You're going to get swirlied. Uh, you're going to get you swirlied. You're going to give swirlies. Uh, there's only two ways about it. You're either going to give them or get them. So, you know, get busy doing it or some bigger jock's going to come and get you. It, it will make you the enemy of anybody who falls into the opposite lunar house of the nerd. You will, you will undoubtedly come into conflict with those people who draw that card. And right. those, pe- where, those are the kind of people where they can do a lot with a little bit. If those nerds succeed in their in their strange panty raids and their their uh, you know you know hacking of accounts, you know what's what could happen with that? They, they acquire that information. What are they going to do with it? What are they going to do with those panties? Um, Right, you don't want to draw something like the nerd with something, you know, like the Hooters girl. Because if you do that, you're going going to have that kind of uh, anxious, projaculation kind of voodoo feeling going on. And that can only be offset by a California Raisin card or a beer card to calm me down. (laughs) Hot dog card is very good as well. A hot dog card could do it, but if you get a hamburger card with it, you know, you could have bad luck with that as well. If you get the freak card and uh, the California Raisin card, you get the, you get the Michael F- the Vic effect, <laughs> and uh, right. you'll probably end up getting arrested at a dog fight or something of the like. <laughs> right, and if you draw the Pitbull card, 
uh, I'd say <laughs> kiss it. your kids goodbye because they're goners. <laughs> oh, they're harmless. Um, what else? What other cards do we have? Is that about it? Uh, that's all the cards I got here. I covered most of them. All right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps us up here for. Uh, we covered a lot for of the ground. men of the moon. We're very. We. I mean, we have. We're going to be celebrating all night um, with our brothers and sisters under this Red Bull Moon, uh, the celebration mm-hmm. of Salwin. Um, we are going to be back next week. We're going to be talking a little bit more about spells, talking about um, Wendigos. Yep. We're going to be um, preparing of... for that uh, Wendy's Moon that's coming up next mm-hmm. month. We're going to have uh, we're going to have the a special such a joyous occasion, brother. Oh yes, oh yes, always so much fulfillment. And we're going to have a special shaman on. What is his name? You're invited to come on, Anubis. What's his name? Oh, the the shaman I invented. Invited. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to have our our, our good very friend. famous person. Our good friend Jesse Farrar is coming on. The shaman Jesse Farrar will be coming he's, on. He's teaching us how to do magic that is primarily fast food based. Um, you know, we're going to be talking to him about, you know, what he's been up to and, and uh, uh, you know, how he's preparing, uh, what kind of spells he's casting on his We're going to be talking about the things we want to rid ourselves of, you know, our you know, strip yourselves of, shed yourselves of, molt, get your new skin. And we're going to be talking about things we want, things we desire, you know. Do I want want to be beautiful, um, kind of unachievable? Do I want a better house, maybe? Do I want a better job, very achievable? Do I want to summon a real Mrs. Doubtfire and make love to her? Yes. Do I want to kill Jeff? (laughs) You want to kill Jeff, um, you know, hypothetically, of course. Um, yeah, I did it to all them other kids. <laughs> I did it. I still see it at night. And we will be I mean, back not next since week. I cured myself. And there'll be there will be that new Wendy's moon uh, next week already, another full moon a week later, of course. <laughs> I'm gonna be calling in live from Qatar where I'm investigating and just seeing what's going on over there. And we will sign off on that point. All right, this has been the Men of the Moon, a Sam Hain occasion. God bless Sam Hain. God bless the goddess. Salwin. Uh, bless Kai here and Zephyr, my two friends, and we will see y'all next week. My name is Staff Sergeant Anubius Panlatrath or something. Life Signing flesh. off. <laughs> <laughs>